the client's coming to you because of your accounting and tax expertise. And so a great way in which you can demonstrate your accounting and tax expertise is just get them better organized and tell them how you want them to submit information. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the uh, the latest episode of Strategy and the Virtual Controller, where my co-host Penny Breslin and I, Damien Gracehead, we talk all things accounting, client accounting services, virtual accounting, virtual controller services, all in the effort to help practitioners build intentional businesses and, and actually, most importantly, help practitioners avoid a, a lot of the, the traps that we've fell into, a lot of the mistakes we've made, but also help understand uh, a lot of the challenges that we've seen in the work that we do. And, and Penny's firm works with accounting firms around the country, around the US and Canada and around the world, helping them with tax accounting services for their accounting firms. I work at Intuit and, and helping accounting firms here in Australia adopt the cloud and, and make that transition. So we're sharing some of the mistakes we've made, some of the mistakes we've seen, some of the challenges that we've helped our, our customers overcome. So Penny, how are you today? Where are you today? You've got a bit of a, a stone fireplace in the background. Yeah, I'm in Hadawal, California, which is in the mountains just outside of San Diego. Yeah, it is because it's wicked hot week here. And it's a little bit cooler up here in Auto Wild. And at where I live on the beach, it was getting amazingly crowded and busy. And yeah, I just as soon avoid the beach area on weekends like this. And so then we're I up in Auto Wild. It's peak holiday time as well, isn't it? So um, yeah, it is. So good. it's yeah. Yeah, no, it's like it was weird because July 4th week, it was still kind of marine layer and cooler and i'm going okay driving and making a left-hand turn on the one one's going to be a shit show and it wasn't it was a piece of cake but leaving this morning it was a shit show wow already at nine o'clock in the morning so at nine o'clock uh, yeah. in the morning like get out yeah. of town get out of town yeah yeah so, fair yeah. enough well hopefully the mountains are lovely for the weekend penny yep. we were sort of chatting just before we went live for the episode sort of some of the challenges that we're seeing and and actually sort of taking a step back we, we've done a few episodes on ai and and predictive learning predictive intelligence etc but but actually let's take a step back because one of the things that we're seeing and and it's a new financial year here in australia and you're always talking with clients as well but Everyone's quick to jump into the technology. Everyone's quick to jump into the workflow conversations. But actually, you probably got to take that step back and, and make sure that there's a mutual understanding and a mutual confirmation, if you will, of, of what are the objectives of, of this piece of work and what are the outcomes that we're trying to pursue and, and how are we actually going to achieve that? And I think sometimes we sort of rush to solution rather than actually making sure we understand the problem and, and agree on how we're going to uh, attack the problem. Is, it, is that fair? What do you think? Yeah, I, I agree. I think that sometimes we go from one extreme to the other where there's an assumption that you don't know anything to the assumption that, well, I'll just give you this work because you, you said you're an accountant or you're a bookkeeper or you're a tax preparer and you know what to do. But everybody's process can be a little bit different. And one of the other things when you said about objectives and the goals and the outcomes that we want, also what outcomes don't we want to have occur? Yeah. And so that one, that one, I'm going to say last night, I screwed up and did not do that. 
and I got an outcome that I definitely didn't want, but I can understand why I got it because I did not define the anticipatory set, which was this, yeah, go ahead. I I was just gonna say the anticipatory set. So Penny and I have been working together for sort of 10 plus years. And a lot of the things that we've been talking about, you actually hear them from many parts of the accounting technology and business sort of space and sort of cloud and workflow and, and whatnot. But actually one thing that I don't actually hear any other people talking about, and this is something that Penny introduced me to, is this idea of the anticipatory set. And I think I, I say objectives, but actually anticipatory set is it goes that next level down, doesn't it? And so give us the, the background of the anticipatory set. Okay, this came out of being an educator. And you actually do this yourself when you do a presentation. I've watched you do it. You define what it is you're going to talk about and you set the objectives, and then you go through training somebody on what it is you're gonna talk about, and then the end goals of where you're gonna go should be met. So you know that you and I both know when we've been asked to give a presentation, we have to outline the title, the objectives, and what is it that the learner is supposed to learn, right? And we have to have that defined. Well, you can take that and turn it into business, situation. So one of the things, this is always ongoing when you get turnover in accounting, which everybody's always experienced for years, but also I think it's been exacerbated by COVID. Mm. Everything goes back to that. And that is that we've got remote workers and we've got people who are new to work, who are coming out of college, who for the last couple of years maybe did not have that experience of internship because of lockdowns and they don't quite have, they have the degree, as my Indian team says, they have the designation. That doesn't necessarily mean they know how to execute. And executing a task in a way that you want it done. Now we work with multiple different firms, obviously. Mm. And I can tell you that for as many firms as we do, something simple as a trial balance form, there are multiple ways they approach it. And there are multiple (laughs) ways that they want the end result to be presented, saved, and organized, right? So all of that actually comes into the frustrations that I see that come out of, well, why didn't they do that? Well, because you didn't define that's what you wanted. So they went back to what was prior knowledge based on what they had done for somebody else. And that's so true in even like in a multi, I I think that's so true. If if you don't actually sit down with your team and, and say, here are what, here is the anticipatory set and here's what I'm expecting. If they've just come into the firm, there's no chat, there's no way that they know what you're expecting. And, and I've seen it so many times in multi-partner firms where, Three partners, you, you said different firms want the trial balance organized, prepared differently. But actually, I've, I've been into to accounting firms and three partners want the tax return prepared a different way in a different format and a different outcome. And Oh, God. And oh, yes. That, yeah, it is. And so even inside of your firm, if you go from one partner to another, we've had that. We have multiple partner firms where the 
different partners want the end result presented to them differently. I did it last night. I did it to my team member last night, to a team leader. And I'm like going, okay, I'll figure this out myself. But realistically, the reason she didn't give it to me the way I wanted to see it is because I didn't define that aspect of it. I did not. And one of the things I failed to tell her was if it's done a certain way, this is the negative outcome. Here's a positive outcome. This is what I want it to look like. This is what we have to accomplish. But if we don't do it this way, this is what's going to occur. The client's going to end up paying more in taxes, right? So I did not define both ends of it. And you would think, well, why should I? Well, because she's a valuable employee and I don't need to constantly berate her Mm. because of my lack of communication. And what happens is if we can go in and we can look at what's the process. So we start with what's the objective? What are we going to learn here? And what are we going to do? So actually, Penny, let's start with how does a firm develop an anticipatory set? So the, the, the anticipatory set is the objective. Start with the objective. What is it that we want to have accomplished with when we do a trial balance? Everybody knows what a trial balance is. Well, you're probably going to hire some few kids who probably haven't done a lot of them. And I guarantee you, you're not going to have a lot of them that have done it in your application Mm. the way you want it done with your chart of accounts and your client types. So what's the objective on how we want this done? And then here are the steps to do what we want done. So we've got objective, we got the task, trial balance. We got the objectives of the trial balance. What's the ultimate outcome of having a trial balance done, right? You learned that in school, but let's put it in your words, in your firm, to your employees, right? And yeah. then we go through the, the steps of creating a trial balance. And then the end result, the goal is what? And what's a negative goal? And for us, sometimes the negative goal is we did one page in landscape and one page in portrait (laughs) on a PDF. I mean, it gets down to that kind of nitty gritty, but it also causes frustration Mm. and lack of communication. And I I don't think that that's very conducive to being able to keep a good employee to understanding the value of that employee and also to getting the outcome that you want in a very, in a quicker way, as well as making sure that the speed didn't negate quality at the same time. So it's a strategy for preparing the mindset of the people that are working for you and for the people that are doing the job to be able to accomplish it easily and give you what you want and just laying it out in that manner can will get you what you want faster rather than playing head games of hey you go do this and then bring it back well you didn't do this right and you didn't do this right you didn't have you ever had a boss like that well, I was just thinking, like, you think about the amount of write-downs that occur because Yeah, of, the write-downs, the yeah, write-downs. Be, because yeah. of something like this, <laughs> whereas if you actually spent a little bit of time 
I mean, you're probably sort of splitting hairs here, but I think actually could be chargeable because you're actually talking about the project, you're talking about the client and just sort of laying the groundwork for what success looks like. Just imagine the amount of write-downs, write-offs that you actually avoid as a result of spending a bit of time up front. And also, well, here's a question I have of you. If you are working with a client and every client has their own special needs, Mm -hmm. the discovery of those needs is included in your billable time, is it not? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So the discovery of how your team is going to do the work to get it done. Now, a trial balance, once you got it down, you know, and you've got everything on. But again, there again, you know, we have a lot of clients who come to us and go, okay, what's your standard chart of accounts? Well, we don't really have that. We just take it and, you know, and you go, okay, Whatever fine. the client gives us. Whatever the client gives us. But if you think about it and you did the anticipatory set, if you set down your objectives and the steps it takes and the ultimate goal, what that'll also help you do is organize how you want these clients to present the raw information to you in the first place. And to tell you the truth, most small business clients will easily adapt Mm. their accounting because you're going to be the one who's going to be doing the work for them anyways. But also you're the expert as well. It's when it's such a funny thing is like, oh, that's just what my client gave me. And like, no, the client's coming to you because of your (laughs) accounting and tax expertise. And so a great way in which you can demonstrate your accounting and tax expertise is just get them better organized and 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 tell exactly. them how you want them to submit information. Yeah, it's funny. It blows my mind sometimes. But, but now, if you I, don't, it, go ahead. No, no, I was going to say, am I, so I think I've answered this. I think if you've answered this, but am I doing an anticipatory set every time a trial balance comes in or is it more related no. to that particular client? Or The way we do it is here's the process that the client wants for yeah. how to do a trial balance, right? A reconciliation or allocation or, you know, 1099s process, whatever it is. And you can chat GPT that. You yeah. can get the steps. But the nuances of the apps that you use, the nuances of the client. Now, the apps you can use can be part of your anticipatory set because, and we can, we have another topic we want to talk about switching apps, but you've got your apps. So those help you define your not your objectives and goal, but they help you define your internal steps, right? Because those apps may make the internal steps different depending on the app you use. And you Mm -hmm. might hire somebody who's used a different app to do this. And so your assumption is they know how to do a 1099, but do they know how to do it the way you want it done and the apps that you use use, and the technology that you use? So, yeah, so you define that. And then the nuance, and that gets down to the end goal, defines the client. What is this client's ultimate goal as opposed to that client's ultimate goal? And the one thing that I forgot last night was also telling Indra, what happens if we don't do it this way? The client's going to pay more taxes. If we don't take into consideration these things, it can cause a bad outcome. So sometimes giving them not only the perfection of the goal, but also we all know, I mean, anybody who, and I should have known better, and I should have known with this client because we've only done this job for five years, but this was a new team leader on it. 
because we lost somebody due to a pregnancy and I put a new person on it and I did not define it correctly. Mm. And it was written down and she didn't bother to read what I wrote, what was written down prior. So the other thing that the anticipatory set does is it allows you to go back and note historically when you've seen this before, good, bad, and ugly, what's going on. So the person who's doing the work can look at that and go, okay, if I, I see this happening, I know this is going to be a negative income because it's in my anticipatory set. It's been defined for me. If you see this, then you know, stop doing what you're doing, come to me or change and go over here. You did this wrong. And that's not saying that somebody did something wrong is the improper <laughs> word there. You didn't do it wrong, but you might've been clicked something inadvertently. Mm. Today, this morning, one of my team members in Houston, she called me, she goes, hey, I was doing that payroll report so that we could create this live flow report. And she's using live flow with this client. And she goes, how come my numbers are different than what's in the payroll system? And I go, well, let's look at the payroll system. And then I said, you got to call the payroll company because the problem's over there. And it turned out that was the problem. The payroll company admitted that they had made an incorrect entry in the report, not in the actual transaction, not in the, not the but payroll, in the reporting. Yeah. And so... If you don't know what a bad result is, how do you know where to go find the answer, right? So not only does the anticipatory set give us objectives, steps, and goals, but this is the outcome you want to get. And this is the outcome you might get. And if you did that, that would be a situation where you need to look somewhere else because that's incorrect. Does that yeah, make any and- sense? Yeah, it does, because it, it's actually sort of flagging that if it's not this result, that we need to go back and have a look at the steps to make to, to work out why we didn't get the result that we anticipated, which I actually yeah. think is really interesting because objectives is we hope you, and I actually think that's probably the difference between, say, objectives and anticipatory set, because objectives sort of said, this is what we hope to achieve. And hope might yes. not be the right word, but this is what we should achieve. Whereas actually anticipatory set to me sounds like this is the result that we anticipate to happen. And if, and if it doesn't happen, this is where you can go right. to fix it. Yeah. 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 And here are the potential places where you can go to answer it. Because otherwise, you know, what's going to happen. It's going to be deer in the headlights. They're going to stop doing their work and it's going to go into a holding pattern. And then two months later, you're going to look at the quarterly financials for that client and you go, how come they weren't done? Or alternatively, I didn't know what the anticipated result would be. So check. So I gave you this. Yeah. And then then sort of probably come the year end, then all of a sudden there's, hey, what's going on in the payroll or what's going on here or what's going on there? That doesn't Yeah, exactly. And it was the client that pointed it out to me. He goes, that can't possibly be my number because my sales have increased. And that number is lower than the number before the year before. And I went, what, well, (laughs) (laughs) but actually, I mean, again, even sort of as you kick off, you kick off the project or kick it off. I mean, these are sort of interesting things, aren't they? That you'd sort of have in that discussion to be, well, it looks like revenues up. So we should anticipate that tax will be up. So there, or, you know, or, or, or sales tax will be up. So therefore, 
we can anticipate a higher tax amount. So if that's not the case, then we need to go back and have a look at something. And and that probably is as a part of that project kickoff, which I don't think happens because we just launch straight into reconciliation. And, and Well, yeah, and I think that comes from, because, you know, it's funny when, interesting that you brought that up because uh, there've been several cases, more than several, where people have come to us for uh, an outsource work and it's like, okay, when would you like to get started? Yesterday. Mm. And you go, whoa, wait a minute. There has to be a little bit of discovery on both sides. You know, first we have to learn how to communicate with each other. We have to figure out what it is that you want. And I get it because I have a funny feeling that inside their business, that's what they get handed. Yes. They get handed, hey, we just brought on this new client. Go look at their stuff and clean it up. That's it. Yeah. That's it. That's all you get. Clean it up. In what way do you want me to clean up? And then, you know something? You hear these things like, well, the prior bookkeeper just totally F-barred that up. I mean, they did such a horrible job. I mean, if you go and buy anecdotal evidence alone, I would say that 90% of the bookkeepers in the United States suck. But I don't believe that. I just hear that. Because they didn't do it the way. way. Yes. <laughs> the bookkeeper completely screwed it up. Actually, no, the bookkeeper no. the bookkeeper did a good job their way, but that's not your way. Yeah. That's, so that's exactly that. And in your way is uniquely different than everybody else's way. Debit is a debit, a credit is a credit, but how we got there is a little bit different. It's a little bit different. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think again, so you sort of when does this anticipatory set? conversation happen it it probably happens when a new team member comes on board has to happen when a new client comes in and and sort of we talk through what it is probably has to happen each year as the sort of the engagement sort of ticks over or or renews to say I think it also has to happen separate from clients I think you there has to be space to like we've instituted since our offices reopened in COVID, that every team leader has to meet with a process manager once a month to go over in detail any changes in anybody's process. Now, there may be none, Mm. or there may be a lot. We don't know. But if we don't set the time aside to look for that, then it'll never get done until there's a problem. Yeah. So anticipating the, that there could be a problem, does anybody ever get through life without them? <laughs> so anticipating that there may be a problem, would it behoove the business, the accounting business, to set aside time to talk about how everybody does their work? and discover similarities, differences, and find the medium where we could make one process, where it's not gonna be 100% across the board for every client, but if we could make at least 80% of it Mm. the same across the board, which you're never gonna get there if one, you don't set the time aside and mandate that that time is aside. I used to ask for it. When I asked for it, it didn't happen. When I mandated it, 
It did. Mm. Or else, let's set aside some time to look at this. And it would be like, okay. And then crisis management keeps kissing and it never happened. So now there's like a goddamn schedule and there's an attendance list. And there's, did you show up? Were you there? And what did you contribute to the meeting? And also, I mean, there's one thing, because you've got your process process sort of improvement and and continual and never-ending improvement and that type of stuff. But actually, the other really important part of it is that the technology is rapidly advancing and and how Whoa, how like no let's just say how we used carbon last two months ago might actually be different how we're using it next month because of new enhancements and or new additions or new buttons or oh, whatever. Shit. Yeah. Jesus yeah. Christ. Keeper just came out with an update that it was like, okay, well, let's get in on this, get a training class going right away. Yeah. Because you know what? This is a really nice feature they just added. Financial sense with their checklist. Wow, a checklist is great, but you know what? I've got to fill out the detail of that checklist. I've got to, you know, um, I was writing a process for somebody and they said, well, the documents are in smartphone. I go, okay, then put a link for this client's folder to their smart vault in that step where the documents come. Well, why? <laughs> because then you've got somebody, you, I mean, there's enough shit going on every day for everybody. Why yeah. make it more difficult for them? Because when make you it make easy. it more difficult for them, yeah. if you make it difficult for them, if you don't make it easy for them, don't be goddamn surprised if it didn't turn out the way you want it. Or don't and be surprised at the time on the timesheet isn't what you oh, anticipated it to be. Because Exactly. The half hour it took us to yeah. go grab all those documents. <laughs> because, you know, she had to jump back and forth going, oh, let me go over here. Oh, I've got all these windows open. Now where was I? Yeah. What tab am I on? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. You know, you know, you're, that, you're, you're pulling windows across two different screens and you got like four different window blocks and four different screens. And you know, where the f- was I? Yeah. And yeah. the phone rang. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I shouldn't do that anymore. Can I say, what's the icon going to be for kids now? Can't be this. Um, <laughs> but it's going to be this. But I mean, think about that. I mean, but if also, time I mean, is money, why do that? Well, I do that you know, to somebody. Even and sort of sort of talking about QuickBooks and the amount of product updates that we sort of produce is, is quite significant. Some of them are small sort of updates and sort of improvements, whereas some are actually larger, but that's just us. And so I can't imagine sitting in an accounting firm actually having to stay up to date with all of the technology updates and the latest product updates from my tech stack if I don't actually have mandated time to, to actually to look, look at that. At and, and how does it. that update then yeah. change? Yeah. yeah. Do we need additional training on this? Do we, yeah. okay. How the, did that change my outcome? The DEX because... champion needs to go have a look at this and then report back. Yeah. And, yeah. Because if you don't, and we went out on the road and we showed sort of these product updates and, you know, as a marketer, I feel like we've been doing a good job sort of getting the word out, but then you actually see the attendees and they're sitting in there going, whoa, I never knew that. I didn't know that. So it's sort of, Again, how how do you how do firms actually carve out time to make sure that happens and then update process procedures, anticipatory set as a result of the, of the technology upgrades? Yeah, of change. Yeah. And can I just add one little caveat on not even a caveat. This isn't even a caveat. This is, I think, something that should be mandatory. Again, don't always look at an app or technology 
from just your side. If yeah. you're connecting apps that, because some of them are internal to you, but if you have apps where your client is interacting, or even you have apps internally that team members are interacting on, but it's permissions-based, do you know what they see on their side mm. that may be different, that may be causing you to, oh, we just did that like this morning at 4.30 in a meeting. <laughs> I had a client who goes, can, can I get on your schedule? I'll share my screen and he goes, and I didn't realize he could see my calendar. And he goes, so when do you sleep? <laughs> I go, well, yesterday between three and six in the afternoon. <laughs> but I mean, but, so we're having a meeting at 4.30 and they said, well, why are you doing this extra work to go out here and we do it within, they're using Canopy. We do the updates within Canopy because of the file explorer stuff. And I go, that's nice. Thank you. Thank you for that. We did not know that you could do that because, well, why not? Well, because we're in 30 different software, workflow softwares. And you know what? When you got an update and we only have four other people using Canopy, we don't necessarily know that. And yeah. even if we did, my team wouldn't understand it. They'd come to me and go, Penny, they want us to do this. Can you get it installed on the server? So there are several jumps that we have to do to make that happen on our side. Mm. So, you know, and it, it was just, they're assuming that. And this morning it was like, oh, well, this is going to save. When we realized what we could do, the team leader, I Grace, God's grace. It's uh, her name, God's grace. She goes, oh, that's going to save so much time. Thank you. She, then she goes, Penny, can we get that on our server? And I went, yeah, I'll, I'll find out. Go ahead. Yeah, just yep. keep on moving on. I'll be over here trying to find out if we can get that loaded on our I'm server. I'm heading back to bed, but, <laughs> but I'll look at it in the morning. <laughs> no, it no, no, no. <laughs> After this one, I am. <laughs> but, you know, it's just like, it's funny because things happen so fast. And the CPA, she says, well, this is a relatively new feature. So not surprising. And I'm going to bring it up to the other Canopy users that we have. Going, did you know we could do this? And now, because we said, I went, okay, if we install this on our server and we're, we're on different firms, Canopy, she goes, oh, and you know what? We asked about that and that won't be a problem for you. And I went, Good. let me check on that. So it's, it's going it's, to save time. It's going to save time. It's going to save somebody moving off of one app to go into another app to bring that data into that first app. And that is the old game of telephone where every time you have to move and it goes down the line to the next person, something changes. It's entropy. Something, Energy doesn't yeah. get lost, but something yeah. changes in the steps that goes through it. But also I was thinking as well as like, so your client is the actual accounting firm, but the same can and should be said for the clients of an accounting firm. Like how often do you actually get, I mean, unless they're an e-commerce or something, and even an e-commerce business, but how often are you actually getting out into your client's business to see what's new, to see what's, what's happening, what's changed, what are they doing differently? Oh, yeah, you definitely need to be, especially if a client has proprietary software that you're getting reports from, you need to be up on that. But even still, how many accounting firms do you know that have remote workers? Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And that are working on their own, See, like me yeah. on a laptop or Mac today. Or whatever, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and does it is that set up properly to handle this new feature? Mm. 
So, I mean, you know, it's not just because we're dealing with multiple firms and we have multiple people doing multiple things. I see this stuff in firms where if you're a one-off, yeah, then so entrepreneur that this might not be as much of an issue, except on the client side, knowing the client software. But if you have one, if you have two people, I can guarantee you there's two different things going on there. Yeah. There's two and, different uh, views. It's time and space. You're in two different time and space. You're looking at things differently. You're seeing things differently and you're reacting differently. And I think as the partner or the whatever, you actually do have an expected result. You do have an anticipated result. And so you know that when that result isn't the case, something's gone awry. And so then you go, actually, that's when you sort of launch into finding out what went wrong and, and writing down the, the, the time cards, et cetera. But actually, if you flipped it on its head and just communicated the anticipated result and the anticipate and the steps to get to that anticipated result from the get-go, you'd save everyone a lot of heartache. Yourself, your team, your client, the timesheet, everyone would be better off as a result of just carving out that time at the start. Uh, and and make everything a win-win proposition for everybody. And, um, and I think as well, empower the team to be like, oh, there's ways that we can improve the steps to get to that end result. So, well, And I, I think you get more feedback on improvement yeah. too when you do it that way. Because remember, they're in the front line, right? Yeah. They're actually, you're going out and buying these apps. They're the ones who are actually using it. And they can give you really good feedback on what's working and what's not. I mean, you go buy an app to help you communicate and grab documents from clients or, or get information from clients, right? And you're now on to something else. Yeah. You're a little bit, you're up here in your company. You're at the 60,000 foot level and your employees are working with the clients and work's getting backed up. But you're not really aware of that until you need what it is that somebody was supposed to have done. Or until, yeah, the clients, the clients onto you to be like, yeah, where, is uh, to, to, to yeah. where is it? Yeah. yeah. So how often do you go in and say, hey, you know that app that we implemented? How well is it being adopted? Yeah. And what is the, what is the holdback from it being adopted? And, and, actually, and I've spent all this money to get it implemented and I'm, I'm, I'm spending good money. Yeah. Why is it, why isn't it producing? Why, why isn't it, it producing the, the anticipated that results they told, that they told me I should, <laughs> should, I should anticipate? Yeah. Cause I sat in a conference and they yeah. said, here are the objectives. This is how it works. And this is the end result and the goals. They gave me an anticipatory set. I anticipated it would happen in my and business. And I'm not getting it. So and what's it's happening? not yeah. happening. <laughs> what the fuck is what that? Yeah, yeah, I know. So, I mean, and, and it could be a myriad of things. It could be the client. It could be the app. It yeah. could be the employee lack of understanding of what the ultimate goal is yeah. and what a negative result causes. I mean, I think that's cost of really money yeah. to the client, cost of money to you, wasted resources, anything. Wasted anxiety, stress, which doesn't actually have to occur. Like the amount of stress and anxiety as a result of as a result of this, if you could alleviate that in your firm, I mean, that in itself would be a wonderful thing, wouldn't you think? And again, you sort of bit of a, a loose connection here, but you sort of then think, well, hang on. 
if I can actually create an environment where my team enjoy coming to work, they know what's expected of them. They know what the expected outcome is. They know the steps to get to that outcome. Like imagine you would actually be an employer of choice. You wouldn't have the, the, the turnover problems that we see in accounting. You wouldn't have the burnout problems that we see in public accounting. Well, I'm not, I'm not sure. I think there are other things. This is just one. <laughs> this is just one of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, no, no, no. It's, 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 it's not the magic okay. bullet. It's not the but, all, bullet but also, anymore. you know, we're talking about, talking about a world in which there aren't enough people graduating yes. yeah. in accounting and bookkeeping. And part of the reason is they don't see this as an enjoyable endeavor. And part of the reason they don't see it as enjoyable ever is the people they know that are in the business are in misery. Yeah. So why not relieve some of the misery by taking an hour a week Yeah. to just do one at a time? Yeah. Like when I mandated this, it was like, well, we kind of, I'm like, you know what? One of you can give one hour a week to our process manager. Mm. That's all. That's all I'm asking. Yeah. That's all, all I'm mandating. <laughs> that's all I'm mandating. And the amount of information we got and the amount of smiles by the end of the of month one was amazing. And what we learned about the people that were working for us was fascinating. Their skill sets, things we were doing that we had no idea. My process manager said, do you know how many goddamn apps you guys use? <laughs> Do you know how much knowledge there's? I mean, so, I mean, I said, I kind of knew, but at 15 employees, it's a lot different than 60 on mm. what I could know. At five, it was different than 15. So, I mean, as things change, they change holistically, right? Are so, you to 60 now? Wow. That's amazing. Because I think it was 40 the last time we sort of, I think it was about 40, 45 when you were over there when you were in Chennai. But anyway, mm-hmm. I digress. But you're right. And yeah, I that second right. floor is starting to get built out more. Yeah, wow. The, behind That's the exciting. daycare center, there's yeah. another whole part of the building here. Oh, brilliant. But I think my sort of last comment on it would be, particularly from an accounting firm that's gone out to their clients and has promised this client accounting and advisory service, and this <sighs> is much more where the firm is embedded with the client and helping them understand their numbers and all that type of stuff, this anticipatory set and actually spending that one hour a week or one hour a month or whatever it is, is actually essential to make sure that you're delivering on what you've promised, what the client's anticipating, because you've sold the client this dream, the client's anticipating a particular result or a particular experience or a particular outcome. So what are you doing to make sure that you're delivering on your client's I almost want to go over to the kitchen and get a pair of Rubbermaid gloves and go and to sub shit. Any of those who've watched Rocky Horror Picture Show, you know what I'm talking about. (laughs) Penny, on that, any final thought to close out today's episode? No, I'm going to go for a hike with my dog and Rick on the creek here and have a good time up here on the mountains and enjoy the 92 degrees instead of 110. Yeah, fantastic. Penny, thank you very much, folks. If you enjoyed today's episode, check out a couple of the previous episodes. There's some good stuff there. The book, it's not just the numbers. You can find that at CPA Trendlines. If you've got any questions for us, any comments, you can find Penny and myself on LinkedIn. Don't be afraid to, don't be shy to sort of reach out, ask us any questions or or get in touch with us if we can to help in anything that's happening. are you going to be a QuickBooks Connect, do you think, this year? PBD. We've obviously put in our sessions to present, yeah. so fingers crossed. So fingers crossed we'll be there. But will you be bringing both babies? 
No. Because you'll have a new one by then, won't you? We will have two by then. So I'm still in negotiations both with work and with Sam about that. So Okay, all right. <laughs> so I have one employee not coming because she's about, she, her delivery date is that is, is that week? All right. Yeah. So, um, so baby so number two, another employee, <laughs> yeah, is due late September. So, um, yeah, not quite sure if I'll be flying solo or with the full brood. So we'll wait and see. Okay. All right. Well, either way, we hope we get to see you, but hopefully Sam, Gus, and whoever we to be and, determined. And, and baby yeah. number two. Yeah, yeah. yeah Penny, have a wonderful weekend in the mountains. Always a pleasure. We'll see you next week. Bye. See, see ya. ya.